It's time to head into the Welsh forests. Bring on the mud, bring on the rain, bring on the autumnal atmosphere that Wales Rally GB delivers each year. It just wouldn't be the same in dry conditions and it hasn't been the same when we've had dry dusty conditions at GB before. We all need that kind of dank atmosphere, mists, fog, bring it all on. It's what we want to see and it's very probably what we're going to get next week. Hello everyone, this is the Regroup podcast and I am Bex Williams, ready to chat to quite a few people today. It's a busy one, but it's a good one. We are heading to Norway, we're heading to Castle Coombe Rally Day, and we're also chatting with a man who's flown right the way around the world to be at Wales Rally GB. We're going to be kicking everything off with Petter Solberg, who is on his farewell tour of motorsport right now. Wales Rally GB is where he's had such success in the past, his first ever WRC win, winning his championship there in 2003, and it's the WRC event that he's done the most as well, and he knows how tough an event can be. He'll be competing with Phil Mills alongside him in WRC2 in a Volkswagen R5, and Oliver Solberg, his son, will also be competing at Wales Rally GB as well. So it's a, a full-on Solberg family, well, a farewell and a big hello, I guess, because as Petter decides to take off the driving gloves in WRC and at the top level of motorsport, his son Oliver is stepping up. And we're going to be finding out all about that with him. I'm chatting as well to Craig Breen, who's going to be with the Hyundai team in GB, back behind the wheel of a World Rally car. But before he does that, he's been to Castle Coombe and Rally Day and behind the wheel of a Metro 6R4. Yeah, jealous? I know I am. It's my favourite rally car and I would really love a go, but they're precious. Me behind the wheel, absolute disaster. So I just have to watch them and drool as I watch them. We'll be chatting to Craig all about GB and, of course, the Metro, because I can't help myself, quite frankly. And then Hayden Padden, who's travelled all the way from New Zealand, of course. He's going to be competing in the WRC2 Pro category in GB with M Sport. Great opportunity to see him compete again and safe in the knowledge that we will see him in a World Rally car as well this year in Australia. So the last round of the championship, he'll step up into a World Rally car with M Sport. But for Wales Rally GB, it's behind the wheel of an R5 car. So shall we get started? I think we should. Firstly, let's just have a, a, a quick reflection on the championship itself right now after what was quite a pivotal rally turkey. Uh, Oitanak still continues to lead the championship, which great for him, but the gap has closed. It's just 17 points now between Oit and Sebastian Ogier, who after the win in Turkey, a win he really needed. And remember, he told us multiple times during the weekend, I think he told everyone, probably even the man on passport control going into rally Turkey, that he needed the big points there for his championship title. And if he didn't get them, he said it was going to be all over. Well, he certainly got the points on the board with a win. He took three bonus points as well in the power stage. And that now puts him in second position overall. As I said, 17 points adrift of Oitanak. Uh, you know, a great result for Ogier. He was delighted at the end of the rally and he could not stop smiling. You could just see the sheer delight because it's all back on and I think it, it really kind of it, it spices things up in the championship now 
Thierry Neuville's in third position on 180 points to Oitanek's 210. 30-point difference there. And it's going to be Neuville who is, is saying the similar thing now, heading into GB. He's the one that is going to need those huge points on the board. And it is a tough event to get them at. But you can guarantee that the top three for us, Tanak, Ogier and Neuville, will be absolutely going for it. Of course, we welcome back to the championship as well, Elvin Evans, who missed Finland, Germany and Turkey with a back injury that he picked up during Rally Estonia. So a man who's won Wales Rally GB, it's his only WRC win on the uh, on the board so far. He's keen to hit the podium as much as he can, because why would you say, ah, I want to go for fifth or sixth position? You want to go for the podium. And that is what Elvin Evans is going to be doing. There's plenty of drivers out there who could possibly take the win. And it's like this on every single event now, which is why I think so many more people are falling in love with the WRC and everything it can deliver. Turkey, definitely a pivotal event. Brilliant result for Ogier. Great result for Gus Greensmith in the WRC2 Pro category. And I think I've never seen such a delighted driver as Kaito Kaitanovic, who took his first ever victory in WRC2. He was absolutely euphoric at the uh, what was what we're saying is the stage end because it pretty much the final stage finished in the service park in Turkey. But on the podium, uh, as he drove his car over the finish ramp, he jumped out. He was on the bonnet. He was on the roof. He was running to his fans. There were so many of his fans there in the service park singing, shouting. Brilliant moments from that event on what is one of the biggest challenges now on the WRC calendar. All changes again then in terms of the complexity of the rally as we head into GB. Slippery conditions, fast rally, but with the weather thrown in as well, it makes it really tricky, especially if it is your first time there and trying to understand where the grip is out on the stages. Uh, you know, some drivers, Petter Solberg, I know, has referenced, uh, you know, kind of references you'd use on tarmac then black tar black gravel you can go on to patches of it that are like ice certain patches in the forest where the tree sap has dropped are so so slippery add in with that the rain that we are potentially looking at for gb week as well and who knows what could happen we love it though right let's crack on with our interviews and head now then over to Norway and to Petter Solberg and chat to him about the Farewell Tour. Let's head then to Norway now. Um. <laughs> We've talked about Petter already in the podcast and the fact that this is, and I'm, I'm holding on to my heart as I say this, the Farewell Tour. Petter Solberg, live from Norway right now. I can't believe it is time for you to say goodbye to the WRC and, and to motorsport as it is. I don't want to call it the farewell tour because it's too upsetting. <laughs> it's, make, it's making me a bit emotional. How are you feeling about it all? Well, hello, by the way. And, uh, um, I'm okay. I've been selfish my whole life. So <laughs> it's about time to the younger generation taking over and, uh, and we have been running the rally girls for many years now. And, and, uh, I think it's okay to slow it down now, but of course I will be involved in WRC, always planning to do a lot of things next year. So uh, it's like turning the life around again and, and uh, start, start on scratch. 
What a career it's been, though. What a career in, in WRC itself. When you look back over the years at, at what you achieved and how how popular you were and still are, if anything, even more popular now. And it's not just WRC, it's Rallycross as well. You've tried your hand at so many different things. That, you know, what an achievement to say, okay, I'm going to focus on Oliver now. Why did you pick Wales Rally GB to kind of say the farewell at, though? Is it because it is such a special rally to you with the first WRC win, the championship win? <laughs> well, first of all, you know, I had a fantastic career, you know, and, you know, you have to go back to, you know, the, the autocross time and, and, the, and, the, and the rally cross uh, hill climb and, and then rallying, you know, that they start in Norwegian Championship into Ford with Malcolm and then Subaru, you know, it's so many different uh, times of my career that's been very special, you know, we got teammates with Colin and Carlos, uh, or to Burns, uh, or to Tommy, you know, all these things have uh, made, you know, a very special moment. And, you know, when you're coming from a small country like Gary Norway here and uh, coming from a farm and it's just happening out of the blue in one way, it's, uh, it means a lot, you know, when you put your whole life into this and ending up in the world championship and, and, uh, and gone like so far as we, we gone and, of course, I would like to win uh, more, uh, but uh, this is how it is uh, in the career. But uh, still, very happy with all the achievements. But yes, Rally GB. Uh, what can I say? My first victory. I have a Welsh co-driver. Uh, I won my world championship there. Uh, it's maybe the only place in the world where it's raining and it's big mud and still the sun is shining you know it's it's hard to not, it's not hard to uh, end your you know your career properly there in in the in Welsh Rally you know I, I remember so fondly your win your first win back in 2002 in Wales and the reaction from you and the reaction from Phil as well and I didn't think it could get any better than that Petter and then next the next year you go and win the championship and win it there and it was it gives me goosebumps thinking about it now you know when you look yeah. back it, it, are those your best moments when you look back are those the the moments that, that you know that make you so proud well i i win you know the the, the world championship in rallycross and team championships and you know it doesn't matter how you look into it you know the world championship in rallying uh, it is the biggest thing I have achieved and, and the most uh, emotional uh, sure and uh, I don't know if you went to the after party with us you know when we have the gold shoes uh, yes. that's not me and Tommy making I, re I, rem I remember the gold shoes the gold racing okay. boots <laughs> but didn't did me and you dance that's a different story <laughs> well, you I don't remember that no no, no. not me either it's okay <laughs> but anyway <laughs> it's, it's, it's I think I think through uh, the sport and, and the rallying we have done for so many years, uh, these moments that we have together that everybody's involved in makes, you know, the good histories. And, uh, and I think it will be many more in the future also, you know, when we will be more involved. So, you know, we just have to be appreciated to be 
been lucky to have uh, been a part of it uh, in this type of way and and uh, and winning at the same time and met a lot of friends and that still are good friends that uh, we have done this together with so i think uh, this is our life like i said many times so um it's a great sport it is a great sport and as you said you know that you feel lucky to be part of it all and and to be part of what is a like a traveling family or a traveling circus sometimes with all of us but you've put in such an incredible amount of work over the years to to achieve what you've achieved you know the, the work behind the scenes in in the driving itself but also when you went out on your own with your own private team that was such a huge commitment from you and exciting times as well then yeah this is how it is sometimes uh, in every sport uh, when it's maybe not going the the right way with things you have to take it in your own hands and try to do something with people you have around you that have a lot of experience and and we did it Uh, we're going to have a bronze medal in the world championship so i was actually just up at the museum now and looked at the the before (laughs) that I have up there and, and uh, I was showing the car to some friends. So, yeah, it's great memories. But uh, if I wouldn't have done it, I would have regretted it. And, you know, after that, it opens also many more possibilities. So uh, I still had a fantastic time even when we it ourselves. And, you know, whatever you are after to fight for victories and, and fight in the top. And, and we, we did that. So everything is possible. But like the sport is now, you know, it's a new level of of, uh, of cars and and teams and and uh, I think maybe even more work behind the scenes compared with earlier days with inboard and planning and, and stuff. So, um, well, it's 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 really good fun. It's it's maybe the toughest sport you can do. So you need to put in some work. You do. Petra, I'm going to stop you there just one moment. I'm losing you a little bit signal-wise. Where are you in the building? <laughs> Can you move I'm towards... actually laying down on the sofa. Now I'm raised up actually a little bit. Can you move maybe towards a window just to get a bit more signal because you're starting to come and go a little bit? Yeah. Now I'm laying down and preparing for LGB. So I used the sofa. <laughs> really, really prepared. So... <laughs> Well, you certainly need the sleep with the schedule that we have in GB because you're going to be spending a lot of time behind the wheel. So all the rest you can get right now is probably good. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so now move. I moved. You moved. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, you, you talked about then the, the workload that the drivers have in WRC now and how hard work it is. Do you, do you think, you know, in compa- comparison to the days, the early days when you were in WRC, like the late 1990s, early 2000s, is the workload more now, do you think? Is the work ethic a bit harder? Are they putting more into it now than they were then? Uh, yeah, I'm quite sure they're putting more work uh, into, especially the inboards and stuff, you know, and mm. I see all the drivers now, they're having he- even on phone looking at the stage before, the, before they drive, and that is very new, you know, I think Marcus Grunow was the first one with the, with having inboard cameras to, to, to watch properly in the 2001, I think, and, and now everybody's doing that to try to remember most as possible, so I, for sure, it's different, I think, in the all the teams also are working even more on the details now, maybe compared with the early days. Um, yeah, 
I never liked inboard so much, but now you don't have so much choice uh, than than doing it to try to find everything you can out of every corner. So, yeah. Early days, we had uh, also a lot of dinners after reckies, you know, with uh, Colin and Tommy and everybody, and really enjoyed. I don't know. I don't know if it's so social now uh, after what I hear compared with before. So, but times are changing, and this is how it is. Yeah, times are changing, and maybe the social side of it is is disappearing a little, which is a shame because some of the stories that used to come out of the rallies, some some we can share, some we can't share. We're always great. we'll we'll keep it all secret. We will. Um, yeah. So Phil Mills alongside you, of course, for Wales Rally GB. Who else? I think it'll be your hundred and fifty third time sitting with Phil for a rally, mm. which, you know, you've got to know each other a lot over the years, Petter. That's a long time <laughs> in the car. That's a long time at Recky's. You know, do, do you miss him? Did you miss him when he retired? Because Chris Patterson jumped in alongside you. How, how different was it not having Pip Mills alongside you? Well, Chris Patterson was a fantastic car driver, just to let you know. He, know, he did a great job. We had a lot of, uh, really, a lot of good results together. So, But again, you know, when you have been with Phil for 10 years, and like you say, 153 rallies, you you build up a special uh, relationship. And yeah, I know him really well. <laughs> and um, it's like I said before, uh, you know, when I met all, uh, Phil for the first time, you know, he looked, you know, it's very boring, you know, with the brown shoes and very English style. But he's actually pretty funny, you know. He's a really cool guy, and uh, and uh, and his voice is, you know, it's like, you know, you have a sexy voice, Bex, but he also have a very special, nice voice, also, you know, and especially in the car driver seat. Definitely, he has a calming influence beside you as well. I can imagine because you have a lot of detail in your notes, Mister Solberg. Phil Mills is constantly talking, and he needs to have that calmness about him for you to to get it all into your brain. Yeah, you need to have a lot of pace, uh, you know, details. Uh, I think uh, even Lob and Ogier have also a lot of details. I think actually Oliver have more details than I have. Uh, what? No, that's not possible. Like, not yeah. possible. No one has more than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think so. Uh, when I looked at uh, how he's writing his page notes, and I think this perfectionism with details is still very, very important, you know. And uh, with all the rest, try to get him to not look at the board only once, just to check with these piece notes and that's it because I want them to listen to the piece notes and not just try to remember so um, it's always a combination there you know but uh, piece notes are a very special thing and it has to be worked together best as possible for the core and driver to uh, have enough time to read it and also the driver to get it uh, smashed into your head basically yeah of course Tell me what the plan is for GB then, because obviously we see you compete there. We see Oliver compete there, compete there, and I'm glad to see that he's passed his driving test this this week, which means he can now drive on the road sections. I can I can tell you one thing. Uh, earlier, well, for, for the last three years with the R2 and R5, you know, it's been a lot of jumping around. But the biggest problem this year, and I had Danish there in the 
in the car driver seat in America, and he had to drive the road section. He had his knees up to his uh, his uh, you know up to his uh, cheek, you know, when he was driving on the road section because Oliver is very small and the issue today is very <laughs> tall. So it was a big problem, I tell you. <laughs> but then he is very flexible uh, man, so I did it in a fantastic way. So, uh, um, yeah, uh, it's good. But anyway, in uh, this week I've been uh, very hectic, very special, uh, at the big birthday party with the family this weekend for Oliver. And then on Tuesday I had um, the written test and he failed. No! So I tell you, yeah, it was a big uh, disappointment for him. So he went straight back home, took sauna, shower, and started to read again. Wednesday he he woke up and um, and he the driving went, went uh, very well, so that was okay. And then he got new time again in the afternoon to take a new written test. Then Pernilla called me and said that he failed again. And I didn't know what to say or anything. And uh, it went, I think, maybe 10 seconds. And all of us screaming in the background. No, 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 I took it. I took it. You know, so everything is okay. So and we were working in the workshop here with his car and packing the trucks. And I did a shake on his car yesterday and everything was okay. And so... Now everything is calmed down. So he's out actually driving now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, and and a relief that you know that is past. I mean, we're we're expecting to see. Well, I don't know what we're expecting to see from Oliver. He's had some brilliant results this year, Latvia, of course, and Rally Estonia as well. And he's getting so much seat time, which is so important when you're a young driver starting off. But how impressed have you been, Petter, by his performances so far? Has he exceeded what you thought he would do so far? Well, first of all, the most thing is about uh, what the kids want, you know. And uh, if he didn't have the passion, it's very hard to to follow up, you know. And, and he loves it. He moved to France to get a better driver on the on the FFSA school. Um, he made driving... Yeah, a lot of different cars, two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, 600 horsepower, 200 horsepower, and everything. And you have to learn to play and have fun. Uh, so the most things we have done this year when we have been testing is to learn about weight distribution, uh, differentials, geometry, you know, to understand how a car really works and find a good, easy car to drive that you can play with, progressive. Uh, we worked a lot on the pace notes. But at the end of the day, it's up to him to do the job, and and um, he didn't know what to expect. But he has been driving really well; it's going really well. No mistakes, but I'm sure that will happen. Uh, but um, and driving with different core drivers, driving with different, you know, the American car with the Subaru. Uh, so for sure, it's gone well, you know. But uh, you know, coming into the World Championship, it's a it's a different level. It's longer races. Um, well, of course, this week you haven't had the chance to test anything before this race, like you do every race, because of the driving test and the trucks left this morning. So, but they have to go into that race, uh, like I said himself. So uh, enjoy it with me as mm. my last uh, World Championship rally and do his best, learn, get experience from Rally GB. It's a very special rally, and uh, take it from there. Um, He's very calm about it and he just 
happy to have taken his driving license now because that was maybe the most pressure I ever had in his life. So uh, we'll see. I think uh, you know to compare with anybody is no point, you know. And uh, I haven't driven since Spain last year, so I'll test on Monday. So let's take it from there and uh, enjoy a fantastic rally, GB with a lot of friends and family coming over and fans, and so it should be good. I think it'll it'll be really good. And what what are we going to expect to see from you in in the future? Now, then, if you are, let's say, kind of hanging up your driving gloves, is it going to be a more behind the scenes helping Oliver manage managing alongside Penilla, who we know is an excellent manager herself? What what is the future for you? Well, we are on the we are on team since two thousand nine now in rallying and rallycross. Yeah. Uh, big success with that with the uh, six world championships in the last uh, four years. Team and drivers. Um, I will maybe do. I will do some maybe some hill take some records. Try to do that. Uh, um, I will do some show. So I will drive a little bit for fun like that. But mm. um, yeah, for sure I want to. I'm dreaming about something. I'm planning something. I have some meeting about something. I really want to maybe run the team, uh, achieve some new goals, some new dreams, and uh, manage with Oliver. He do it himself. I just helping on the technical side and and the chassis, what he needs, mm-hmm. and uh, and with the patience, that's it. Rest he do it himself. He works on sponsors himself and. I've been in this business since I was born, so you have seen all the crazy things that are happening, you know, in the positive way and in the bad way. So if you take all the positive things and work from there, I think it can be, uh, yeah, can have a great future. So, but it has to come from yourself what he is doing. So, uh, but from my point of view, we will see. I'm I'm interested in the uh, the something and the meetings that you're having about something that you've got planned. Is this something completely different from what we're used to? Um, on the rallycross side, when the electric didn't go after the plan uh, properly with the with the, for the marketing side, uh, then it's difficult to go that direction. So for sure, the rally is the for me now looks like the best place to look into the future. It's fantastic TV and uh, fantastic reporters and you know the media around it it's it's great so I think for the rallying side I have a fantastic future so yeah I'm looking more into the uh, rallying for sure so it's a long shot but uh, I achieved everything so far so why shouldn't I fix this well, exactly. Why shouldn't you? Well, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you in action next week. Be- before I let you go and continue your preparations, I'm going to put you on the spot, Mr. Solberg, because we've already been discussing in this podcast the uh, the championship title fight this year and how much more interesting it's got now that Ogier's taken a win in Turkey. Who would you say has got it in the bag this year? Ooh. To be honest with you, Ogier it's a fantastic driver when you look at what he's achieving. I, he's not in the best car, that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Tanak is on a very good level. Very nice driving style, calm. The car uh, works really well. Very good balance and fits fits really well. I think maybe the maybe one of the best cars there now for sure. Um, I think Elvin Evans. I feel sorry for him because he had something really going on well this year. It impressed me very much in Corsica. The board was fantastic in on tarmac. Yeah. Um, but for sure, uh, Toyota maybe yeah some reliability issues on some details, and I hope not, I hope that will not destroy for for Tanak because he I must say it looks like the diverse uh, you know. Uh, uh, the favorite to win the championship, so um, I think they have been the most stable one and, uh, and and the clever driver. So I really hope he actually he can win it now. To be honest with you, um, yeah, for sure. Esapaka is going well many times. Uh, he did very well in Turkey. Um, I think Sundin have impressed uh, a lot on many rallies. Still uh, needs a lot of more experience, but he's He's done some really good rallies. Um, and Hyundai, yeah, they have a fast car. They have a lot of good drivers. Um, missing some small details sometimes, but mm. to really get everything ongoing, um, they want to win properly, that is for sure. And I think some of the decisions he's taking, yeah, uh, for how he's working, is is not too bad. So. You have to do everything you can to win for your team, and that's the main thing, you know. And work as a yeah, as a team is the main thing to to achieve goal. And please make fast, being good. Uh, some mistakes, uh, lot of other fast, some good results, some mistakes. Um, so, but if for sure it will be between uh, OJ and Tanak, but Tanak have. If you get the reliability, all that he does right, you know, he will he will take it. Well, we're looking forward to seeing how it plays out. And I'm looking forward to seeing you and Oliver compete next week. And you're also in the FIA press conference ahead of the rally. So I'm sure that will be a lot of fun to have you there together, mm. representing <laughs> family Solberg. Petter, thank you very much yeah. for joining me. It's always brilliant to talk to you. And I hope we can continue to have these chats after Wales Rally GB is finished as well, because I'm sure your next projects are going to be very, very exciting. We want to keep track of what you're doing. But for now, I will see you next week. Thank you. Bye, 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 bye. Bye. Thanks, Petter. Hi, I'm Yari Latvala. Hi, I'm Seb Marshall. Hi, I'm Alvin Evans. Hey, I'm Hayden Padden, and you're listening to WRC Regroup. Now, we talked about him at the top of the show, joining us again for Wales Rally GB, back in action, but albeit in the WRC2 Pro class, is Hayden Padden. We will see him in a World Rally car at Rally Australia to round off the year. He's just landed in the UK, ready for all the preparation ahead of what will be, I'm sure, a pretty wet Wales Rally GB this year. And joining me on the line now is Hayden Padden. Hi, Hayden. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, thank you. Good to hear your voice because it's been quite some time since we've had a, a conversation, an interview or anything. And I've quite frankly missed the Kiwi dulcet tones. So it's nice to hear you in my headset all over again. You're back in action for Wales Rally GB, bit of a different prospect in the R5 car this time around. But still, it's good to be back in action, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. I guess uh, Rally Australia last year feels like a long time ago and uh, 
probably should have seen you in Finland, but unfortunately, I obviously decided to leave early. But um, yeah, it's definitely uh, nice to be back in the car and try and get a few miles under our belt and um, just get that feeling back again. It was disappointing, yeah, not to see you in Finland. We had you all lined up in the FIA press conference and everything, but but these things do sometimes happen. And I think it's chalk that one down to a bit of a bad experience and move on from it. How are you feeling about competing in Wales next week? Yeah, well, it's a bit like Finland actually. You know, here and and uh, as a rally, I've done quite a lot, you know, quite a few times, and I've always enjoyed coming here. It was, it was actually my very first rally out of New Zealand back. Uh, God, many, many moons ago. Um, so it's always nice coming back here and reminds me a lot of home um, in the wet forest uh, that we always have here in Wales. So, yeah, looking forward to the event and um, obviously in the WRC too, uh, this time in the R5, but still it's, it's great to be uh, driving whenever we can, no matter what the car. Yeah, absolutely it is. I mean, it's you know getting into action and, and getting behind the wheel, no matter what kind of category of car it is in, it is, is all important. Wales is always a bit of a tough event, though, isn't it? It's always a challenge with with the weather, which I think it's going to be pretty atypical next week for you because there's been quite a bit of rain in Wales so far. It's a tough one to get to grips with if you're not experienced with the conditions there, isn't it? Yeah, well, like you say, we, we always come to this rally expecting it to be wet and uh, uh, it's actually very strange if it's not. Um, so, you know, you know, when you expect those conditions, you know what to prepare for and, and what to expect. And if anything, I'm probably dancing for a bit of fog. Um, you know, it's obviously wet, uh, wet weather in the forecast, but I, I love the fog and uh, if that can roll on the roll, then um, it should make for a great event. But yeah. In, at least in WRC2, the, the one advantage we have is that all the cars are all starting in similar positions on the road. Um, when we were back in the WRC car there, uh, the difference between, say, first in the road and tenth in the road was night and day. So um, at least the competition from a road position uh, perspective should be a lot more even. And when do you jump into the cars? Obviously Thursday now, the week before the event. Will you get to test it on Monday or prior to that? Yeah, yeah we'll have a small test on Monday. So um, obviously pretty limited time in the car, but... Um, you know, we've done a little bit of driving back home. We've obviously done a couple of events in an R5 this year as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure we can just get back in the groove pretty quickly and obviously John in the car as well and get up to speed and um, see what we can do. You know, it's not as if you've been le- resting on your laurels back home. As you said, you've you've been competing at home and we also see the the exciting news about the electric car programme, which, you know, to a lot of people, electric technology moving forward and, and potentially with our regulation change in WRC hybrid technology coming on board is is a little bit scary to some people still because they love the sound of the cars, the engines, all the rest of it. And I, I'm sure initially maybe you were the same. Has your mind been changed? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like uh, if you said to me two years ago about building an EV rally car, I probably would have laughed at you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the technology is just... Um, is developing so quickly and you know at the end of the day the sport's got to be in line with the automotive industry and um, at the moment it's, it's almost fallen a little bit behind um, so you know the sport does have to catch up it has to be current and uh, I think EV motorsport going forward will be very different to how we see it as, as it is now um, as for example our car will make noise it will be quite noisy and the whole argument about um, sound I don't think will be relevant in a few years time so it's, it's exciting times because from my side yeah, you love the sound and everything, but the thing I love most is going fast and, and the new technology and the new cars, they'll be faster than what we have now. So um, that's the part that excites me the most. Well, well, this is it, isn't it? And this is what everyone is saying, you know, with electric technology, the potential is to actually have faster cars out there. And, and you look to projects with electric cars 
that that have you know gone in in the past few years. And one that springs to mind is the the Volkswagen Pikes Peak car, which was incredible and broke records. So it's not as if we're kind of heading into a time where we're going to see everything slowing down. It, it's quite the contrary. And plus, it's it's good for the environment, which is what the manufacturers want right now. Yeah, like the, the, there is lots of benefits and advantages. And, um, you know, I think it's very easy for people to forget that, you know, this new technology is very, very new. And, and as I say, it, it will change. It will be different, you know, five years' time. Um, hybrid and, and EV um, technology and motors will be quite different to how it is now. And, you know, you have to respect this is, this is the first major change in the automotive um, history for, you know, hundreds of years almost so um, it's going to take people a while to adapt and to accept change and at the same time it will also bring in a whole lot of new um, you know people who are interested in the sport and and fans as well so there's always uh, two sides to it. Yeah I, I guess there is. Tell me how you're feeling right now about about where you are and where you're placed in terms of your career moving forward and know you've got a lot going on back home and you've been very active but is the absolute goal for you still to get back into the WRC full-time? Uh, definitely um, you know I still feel like I've got a couple of years uh, left to me at, at this level you know I feel like I'm still at my prime with the driving so you know I'd be stupid to turn my back on that at the moment then you know while things are very very busy at home and with our company and projects um, you know that's uh, almost a second priority of the WRC you know WRC I've spent my whole life uh um, getting to this point, it's you know I just can't turn my back on it that easily. So we'll see where the next twelve months takes us, and and keep working on it as hard as we can. Um, but in saying that, you know we've got plenty of other things going on as well. And um, if anything, I'd probably say even without WRC this year, it's probably been the busiest year of my life so far. So uh, still plenty to keep me busy. But that's a good thing, isn't it? And it, I think you know I see parallels between between you and and Craig Breen, who also lost his drive at the end of the year last year and was very much kind of in the dark in December and turned himself around by competing at home in Ireland and has become the busiest he's ever been, but realised as well that there is there is life, uh, you know, after WRC. If, if it doesn't continue on, there is something else there to be doing motorsport-wise. But you're right, I think you've got more than a few years left in you in WRC. You were still a young pup, really, in relative terms, Hayden. How, how do you go about now you know, getting back in when there are limited seats available, as we know, but there's there's big changes coming at the end of this year because so many drivers, again, are out of contract. How difficult is it, though, to break back in? Yeah, look, it is tough. Um, you know, got to be realistic that there's only, what, 10 or 12 seats at most uh, available in the WRC. And, you know, you can even see it with the, the new young drivers coming through that it's a lot harder now than what it was uh, even five years ago. So, yeah, you do got to be realistic, but at the, at the same time, you got to back yourself. Um, at the end of the day, you can't substitute experience, and um, you know the experience that we've built up over the last five years, uh, five or six years, has, has hopefully got some value to somebody. But at the end of the day, you, you know we can't really talk to anyone about next year until we've got a score on the board. And, and at the moment, we've got nothing on the board this year, so that's why uh, GB and, and Australia are an important event to try and get um, a result of some sort, so we can um, have some discussions in the off season. Yeah, and to be on the ground in GB as well, to be able to talk to manufacturers as well as show them what you can do, albeit in an R5 car, still putting in a good performance. And, you know, I, I guess you're going for nothing less than to be the fastest R5 car out there in Wales, yeah? Well, it's it's, it's an interesting one, actually. Um, I think it's probably equally as important for us to just uh, to finish a rally and get some miles and uh, use it as a, as a warm-up for Australia. You know, Australia, I think, has got to be the main focus in terms of uh, results and performance. And, 
you know, the, the biggest thing we've been lacking this year is rallies. I think we've only done uh, three, four rallies this year um, for the whole season so far. So John and I just need some time back in the car and, and just a gel. And, and you know, you, you've only got to look at the, the R5 competition in GB, and it's I think it's almost stronger than the WRC mm. um, in terms of the amount of competitors. So it's going to be a rally, but I think uh, we're just going to focus on what we do. Um, back ourselves, so, you know. I believe if we can get comfortable with the uh, sport car quickly, then I'm sure we can do a good enough job. Tell me, after you know everything happened with Finland and and you you went home quite quickly after that, which was understandable. How difficult, easy was it then to you know to have conversations with M Sport to come back again? Was that an open dialogue that was still there straight after Finland? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say within an hour after the accident test when I was speaking to Malcolm on the phone, um, the discussions are really started about how we're going to get back in the car and um, and how they had, you know, we had their full support and and you know that was very humbling. That it made the plane ride home a lot easier, if you like. Um, obviously, we've had to go back and try and find a bit more money, but M Sport have been the very first people to come to us and say, look, um, you know, let's just make this happen again. And um, even from myself, you know, there's no way I can let it end like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> having as a crash into a ball and, and a test and not, and not even get to the rally. So um, definitely some unfinished business there. And it was it was never a question of whether we were going to get back or not. We just had to try and find a way to make it happen. But but that's really great, as you said, and quite humbling, and making that plane ride earlier easier to, to get home, knowing that Malcolm is there and Rich is there with, with the support for you to come back. And they obviously recognise the talent that you have, Hayden. And, you know, you should essentially still be in a drive this year and it's a shame not to see you there at world level. So it must be great to know that you have that backing. Yeah, certainly. And, and, and you know, perhaps present some opportunities for the future. Like if we can um, prove that we can bring something to the team um, going forward, then, you know, we've really enjoyed working with them sport, even in this very short space of time, but we've really enjoyed working with them and the way they've supported us and encouraged us and, and tried to make these opportunities possible. And, um, it's a little bit different for, from what we've been used to in the past, so it's been quite nice. And another support element that is, is constantly there are the fans, Padden's Pack. I think maybe yours are the most vocal on social media that I've ever seen. And they are constantly rooting for you. And we know when you were competing full-time in the championship that time zones didn't make a difference. If it was your fans in New Zealand, they're all over the world. But if it was your core fans at home, they would be up through the night watching you. And to have that constant still, and they are desperately waiting to see you in action now in Wales, how does that feel to to still have that full support behind you and maybe even more so now? Uh, it's definitely pretty amazing. Like, uh, it doesn't matter if we're doing well or if we're, or if we're not, you know, we've always got their support and and uh, okay, core of it's down in New Zealand, but there's also a lot around the world as well. And yeah, you know, it's always very amazing when you've got that sort of support and people who are following uh, all our endeavours around the world, um, even outside of WRC. So yeah, hopefully we can give them something to, uh, to cheer for and, and stay awake for over these next couple of rallies that we're doing. And um, yeah, it's just great to have that support. So tell me what happens in the next few days now then. It's the weekend, coming up to the weekend before GB. Is it all just about getting acclimatised now to being back in this time zone before you, you hit the test on Monday? What kind of things are you going to be getting up to? Yeah, just a little bit of work with John. Um, I, I haven't actually seen John since the, the accident in Finland, so we'll, we'll catch up and go through a few things on the notes and all your normal sort of preparation stuff. And yeah, trying to try and get a bit of a routine in terms of uh, sleep and everything and, and getting back in the groove of uh, I've been over the other side of the world, but um, other than that, just straight into the rally and, and test on Monday. And um, yeah, can't wait to, well, Thursday couldn't come sooner, really. 
<laughs> no, and it, but it is, uh, as Wales always is, it, it's a pretty punishing schedule, isn't it? I mean, the, the stages, I'm sure, you know, they're going to have their familiarities, as is the very silly o'clock wake-up times as well. It's a full-on schedule next week. Uh, yeah, especially now that I haven't done a, a three-day rally all, all year this year, so it's, going to, it's potentially going to be a bit of a shock to the system, so have to make sure we've got the coffee brewed in the mornings. <laughs> Very strong coffee as well. And finally then, you know, being out of the WRC, how much has have you actually followed what's been going on or has it been a bit too difficult to watch what's been going on? Uh, I've certainly been keeping an eye on watching it. Um, to be completely honest with you, it's a bit painful to watch it too much. Mm. Um, you know, just because I feel like, you know, it would have been good to still be there. But, um, of course, been following it and following the results and... Um, Obviously, it looks like it's going to be a nice showdown again at the right down to Australia. So, uh, be interesting to see how it all pans out. And no pressure on your shoulders in Australia. Then I think I read a quote from you this week where, you know, the only position really you haven't had there is the top step of the podium because it's just got better and better each year that you've competed. So we're all expecting you to win. Wow. <laughs> well, when you look at the stats, it looks that way, but. Uh, I'll say that with a bit of tongue in cheek as well, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you were. But, you know, it'd be great to see the title fight go down to Australia and to have you back in a World Rally car there as well. I bet, OK, Wales aside, I bet that is what, you know, you can't wait to really get going on. Uh, yeah, definitely. That was, you know, it was all about trying to get back in the World Rally car this year. And, um, you know, this Rally GB offer is something that MSWAT very kindly put to us as part of a package with that Rally Australia. So, um, yeah, obviously we want to do a good job here for them and, and try and showcase what the, the new um, Mark II R5 can do. But um, ultimately, it's, uh, you know, Australia's where we can sort of try and, um, as I say, get a result and, and help uh, any discussions for next year. Well, we look forward to that. But first up, of course, we look forward to Wales Rally GB. Hayden, thank you very much for joining me. Best of luck. I'm looking forward to seeing you face to face next week. So we'll have a great chat then. And thanks for joining me. Great. Thanks so much. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> It's a beautiful Saturday, it's sunny, and I've come to Castle Coombe to Rally Day, popping into a few legends, and the first one is Craig Breen, who's over here with his Metro 6R4 for a little, a little bit of an afternoon out and a bit of a go around the track. Craig, great to see you here. I know you wanted to come to Rally Day for quite some time because it's a lot of fun here, right? Yeah, you know, I've, I've always wanted to come here. I've uh, read so much about it over the years. It hasn't quite fitted in with various different things, but uh, to be fair, you know, David, uh, David nailed me down to the down to the mast fairly uh, fairly soon this year and, and we're able to pencil it in so uh, yeah it's great to be here obviously the weather has made it even even better again lots of people uh, lots of amazing cars i have to say so uh, I'm, I'm in my element yeah lots of metro 6r4s here as well and i know you have a really beautiful one which is you and your dad's which has been out on track but have you been ogling some of the others yeah <laughs> i've been drooling over pretty much everything here so uh, yeah I, i'm a, a bobbleheader at, at heart and uh, i uh, I love everything about rallying and especially, you know, back over the years looking through the, the rose-tinted glasses and uh, yeah, there's some incredible machinery here with lots of history, uh, lots of interesting people as well, so uh, I've really enjoyed myself here. Good. What was the car like out on the track? Yeah, it was amazing, I have to say. It's been a while since I drove it. I was in, in Killarney the last time, so uh, that's nearly a year ago now and uh, it's, it's had a few little tweaks and, and a few little uh, extra stuff put onto it since then, so it feels even better now, so um, uh, yeah. 
I'm giving it sipping over now, and my, my dad's going to take over next week in Cork. So. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in true competition form in Cork. Now you're going to be in true competition form in Wales Rally GB. Your second outing with Hyundai. I know it's been a busy couple of days for you because you've been testing up in the Welsh forests. What was it like? What kind of conditions did you have? Because it has been hold the phone really warm and sunny for the past week in Wales, but the conditions you had were. Yeah, it was a lot more wet actually. To be fair, I, w I was lucky in so far as we, we got a road that was whatever way it was facing. The sun wasn't getting at it, and uh, inside in the forest it stayed really quite damp and, and wet. Even in fact, at sometimes, and we had a, a bowser there as well to, to, to wet the road at times. So uh, I had a really true rally GB condition. So okay, we're still two weeks away, but I can't imagine it's going to be like this then. So. Uh, but yeah, it was a good test. Uh, I hadn't driven the car obviously since Finland, so it took a little bit of time to get back out of R5 mode again and, and uh, get used to the speed. But it was really good. Uh, enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, just great to be back behind the car again. It was uh, it was awesome. Yeah, oh, it was a great performance in Finland. Just you know, a couple of months ago now. Wales is a very different prospect, though. It's a very different rally. Inconsistent grip is always the favourite we hear when the drivers come through to stage ends. But it's a rally you have such an affinity with over the years. A bit like Finland in that sense. You've done it so many times. Yeah, look, at I've always had a strong connection with, with, with Wales, especially. And obviously, having Gareth, uh, Lord of Mercy, for all those years, it was it was like a second home. And we're always looking forward to this rally every year. And, and uh, you know, I really felt like the people, you know, welcomed us there, you know, with, with open arms. And to be fair to the Welsh people, they've continued to do that, you know, uh, year after year since. So uh, it's always a great honour for me to go back there again. And uh, I like the rally generally, you know, the roads are, you know, superb. Some of the roads inside in the forest, the way that they flow is just so nice. You don't find them, uh, you know, many other places. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully, you know, we'll have the proper conditions because, yeah, like I was saying before, to me, the, tr the true rally GB is in the mud and rain. So. We'll, uh, we'll see how it is. It is, and a bit of fog, bit of mist, proper autumn weather. We don't want any of this sunshine nonsense, do we? No, no, no. <laughs> it takes away from the character of it. So uh, someone's gone now. Someone's been and gone, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll get the we'll get the, the just conditions for GB. A lot of people are going to be watching to see what you do there, and I know you are hoping, as are all your fans, that we see you full time in the championship next year. We talked a little on the main stage here about whether you had pressure on your shoulders going there, and. Kind of said there always is a little in, in any event that you do, but how are you feeling about next year? Yeah, look, it's it's there, and uh, I, I suppose I, I feel pressure. That, yeah, of course, I want I want to get a tie for, for myself and Paul for next year. That's very very clear, and it's still very much my 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 main goal, my main target is to be a world champion. So that's there, but at the same time, I haven't lost everything. I say everything. I haven't lost my my career as such. I realise that you know the, the world will still keep turning around. You know life will still go on, and an exciting life with that. So uh, I'm very much focused on doing the job, but at the same time, you know the, the world isn't going to stop it. So this, this doesn't work out. So that takes away a lot of the pressure. But for sure, I'll be giving everything I can. Okay, to people watching around the world then who maybe have not seen Wales Rally GB before, what are the key things for Wales Rally GB as a driver going in? What do you expect to see? Okay, bad weather. We've done that. Yeah. Uh, mud, uh, slippy roads, uh, very enthusiastic people and fans, and um, just a proper traditional old rally like how it used to be. And, and the night stage is obviously, which is quite unique as well. We haven't had a night stage for for a, for a year or two, so uh, yeah, true rally how it should be. And in, in the forest, you know, amongst all the bubble hatters with no phone signal, just rally cars going fast. So it's uh, I always like it. As it should be, with early starts as well. It's blisteringly early Saturday morning and a late finish. How are you in the mornings? Are you a morning person? Oh, I'm terrible. 
like I'm not looking for I saw it was a, to be fair when the GP schedule comes out of here I know this is so unprofessional but the first thing I look at is out of performance Saturday morning just to see how early it is before I see any what stages it is I'm like how early is it going to be and this, uh, this year Saturday is uh, I suppose 540 or 5.30? 5.40 service yeah. in on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty early, like, so, uh, and a long day, like you said, so it's it's going to be a tough one, yeah. It'll be a big old cup of tea Saturday morning, Craig. It's going to be a big old cup of tea, yeah. I might have put something inside just to give me a bit of a, bit of a kick. <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you, thanks. Well, it might have been sunny at Castle Coombe this year at Rally Day, but it was certainly quite windy, as you could hear on that interview with Craig Breen. Brilliant to catch up with him. Also, what was really special about that day is the McRae clan were there. Jimmy McRae, Alistair McRae, and maybe the most exciting Alistair's son, Max McRae. He's only 15 years of age, but very much in love with rallying. I mean, it would be hard not to, wouldn't it? coming from the McRae family. And what's exciting is that he is taking his first steps into the rally world, did a little bit of uh, testing at Walters Arena in some beautiful cars. And who knows where we will see him pop up around the world. It was fascinating to have a chat with him. He really loves the history of rallying. And again, you know, with, with such an incredible history as the McRae family have, it is hard not to. We saw Jimmy McRae and Alistair both have a go around the track in Colin McRae's 2001 Focus in the Martini livery. It was really nostalgic to see, you know, such an iconic car. But they, they were beautiful cars on offer for them all to drive. Definitely good to see the whole McRae family there. So, Wales Rally GB then, just around the corner, 22 stages on offer for our drivers. Oitanak leading the championship as we head in. Weather forecast wise, and if you follow this podcast and follow me on Twitter, you know that I absolutely love weather and long range forecasts. Have been having a look. It is going to be quite cold at the beginning of the week next week in the area of the rally. There is going to be more rain on the way. There's definitely not going to be any dust trails. We were worried that we may not have a, a traditionally muddy GB because it has been a really dry first half of September in Wales and it was a little bit dusty in parts although you know under the trees in the shaded areas it's always still going to be a bit moist there but the temperatures have dropped we've certainly had a lot of rain in the past week more is forecast as well plus some temperatures which are really going to dip down and we could see some air frost around which could make it quite interesting in terms of what happens with mist and fog then but that's all to come, of course, and we'll, we'll wait and see what the weather has to offer. But undoubtedly, we'll, we'll get a great rally GB, proper traditional stuff. And if you're out and about on the stages, be it in mid Wales, North Wales, if you're heading up to Liverpool for the start, let us know. Always use the hashtag WRC Live where you're going to be, what you're planning. If you're camping, sleeping in your car overnight, we want to know on All Live. We want to reach out to you guys, have some full interaction during the weekend, keep in contact and let's have a full rally community going for Wales Rally GB. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the interviews. I certainly enjoyed doing them. I will, well, yeah, you will hear me and I will hopefully be hearing from you guys and girls across social media during Wales Rally GB. Can't believe we are getting this far into the season now. It's almost over and done with in 2019. Let's make these final three events spectacular. We'll see you there.